He was one of the, he was the first in the twenty seven club. You know the twenty seven club? No. What? What? This twenty seven club. It's like all these famous musicians die when they're twenty seven. Hank Williams, Kurt, Kurt Cobain, Cobain um, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Janice, Janice Joplin. Joplin. Um, they were all twenty seven. Yeah, really? Maybe even Jim Morrison. I think he's uh, in the club. Is he there? I, th- I think so. I, that sounds very familiar. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another festive episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And our second Oktoberfest beer comes to us from Lucky Bucket Brewing Company here in Omaha. Right down the street from my house. Uh, our Only our second Omaha brewery, is that right? Ever featured uh, on this? I don't I, know. I think that's right. It's possible. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Or Nebraska? Have we done... Boy, this is... You're already I'm thinking, posing a lot of questions. I here. know. I'm thinking I, this might be our second Nebraska beer after 50-some episodes. Wow. This might be our second that one. kind of surprises me. But I'll, I guess usually we're getting stuff from other people in other places. True. And you brought this one. And sometimes it's you know easy to overlook the, the local. Now, I'm curious as to why you chose this one. Because everybody does these, right? Well... Everybody does them, but not everybody cans or bottles them, first of all. So one was getting it here, right? Yep. The other reason I kind of like this one to bring um, is because of the packaging. Mm -hmm. There's none of the blue-white checkerboard at all featured on here. No, Which is prominent, like on all the glasses we're drinking out of. Everybody has that color blue Yep. with some sort of thing there. Uh, So it goes against that tradition, so I brought that one. Uh, and then I drive past this brewery twice a day <laughs> to get to work and go home. So All right. I was like, well, well, we'll give this one a shot. Where does this fall in your hierarchy of favorite breweries in Omaha? We're going to take a pass. Okay. We'll okay. take a pass on that. Well, that's maybe, okay. Let's... Maybe we'll answer that once we've drank the beer. All right. So let's give this one a shot. So straight up Oktoberfest. There's nothing fancy about the this name This is just here. a, yep, Oktoberfest, Marzen style. Oktoberfest. So yep. here we go, Lucky Bucket. Cheers. It. Give it a shot. Hmm. Look at oh my god! Dolan drinking like he's twelve. Yep, the sippy cup. I got him a sippy stein. Sippy. <laughs> Look at him smile. He likes. He it, just though. smiles. He, he just likes smiles. it. Do you like it? Are you a, are you an Oktoberfest fan, Dolan? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like it, but I, honestly, I wouldn't go for it unless it's this time of year. Yeah. So if it were on the menu, let's say you go to I, Applebee's because <laughs> no one goes to Applebee's anymore, right? So you go to the Applebee's, and they have an Oktoberfest on tap. Would you order it? Look, now that it's September, <laughs> look, yes. But I purposely, I don't know. I I guess I couldn't do it any other time of the year. So yes. Okay. If mm. we were to go tomorrow, sure. yeah. That's the point of a seasonal. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 They got you. 
like like Jamie just talking about drinking a summer shanty when it's not mm-hmm. summer anymore, and it's just something's not right about it. Yeah, it's a little sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's the thing: like, I order the Oktoberfest, I drink it, and then I'm kind of sad I didn't go to my go-to, or you know, depending mm. on what is on the menu. Buyer's remorse. I guess, but only after you've drank the beer. But only after I've drank. Right. The beer. So it could just be because the glass is empty. Oh, that's that true. situation. Beer drinkers yeah. remorse. There's yeah. not any more beer in the glass. I know that is a sad. That's a sad time. So I sent you. I sent. I texted my friend Brian this picture yesterday mm-hmm. uh, on the wall at the Red Robin. We were eating burgers at Red Robin Burger Place. If you don't have those around, yeah, uh, pretty standard burgers. And the picture was a, bo- a, a, a mug of beer, and it said, and the beer was saying, "I love you, man." Yeah. And I sent it to Brian, and I said, "I love you too, beer." <laughs> As I was drinking two Sam Adams Oktoberfests. Nice. And I had no remorse about that no, whatsoever. No, of course not. The only mm. remorse I had was that we didn't stay for more bottomless fries and another Oktoberfest. Yeah, that, yeah, maybe next time. Yeah. You have to go back before it's over. Mmm, Oktoberfest beer. So, what do you th- what do you think? Where are we at here? You know... The smell's a little sweeter than the one we had last week, I think. The taste is a little... Uh, it's hard to... I don't... I, it's hard to put my thumb on exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's maybe a... A little more flavorful up front, and then not so much. It drops off at the end, right? Mm -hmm. Which I don't know what to attribute that to. Yeah, I don't know. I like the last one better. The last one that we had, I don't even remember what we did. Goose Island. Oh yeah, Goose Island. Goose Island. Yeah. Okay. We've got some fun ones coming up though. These next two are going to be interesting to be to compare. Yeah, this one was just because it's a nice local beer, Mm -hmm. and it's one of the very first craft breweries in Nebraska. Like. Lucky Bucket Loggers, what put craft beer on the map, really in Nebraska, in Nebraska, yeah. and around some some of the areas around here still yeah. get it. So yeah, um, that's the reason for this one. That was so. I as I did my little bit of research here, there isn't a ton. No, as, like I couldn't even find the two guys. I know it's two guys that started. Mm-hmm. It. I couldn't find their names. Yeah, two thousand and eight. 2008. Yeah, that's 11 years that ago. That seems like forever ago in craft beer days. When I first started going to this place, um, it was in the middle of nowhere. Like, it's in an industrial area. Yeah. There's nothing around it except for other industrial areas. And now I live in that neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and there's stuff way past my house that wasn't there 10 or 11 years ago. It's yeah. just crazy how the town has grown and... Right next to, like, pretty close to this, there's four or five other breweries and tap rooms. So yep. it's kind of a hot little beer spot. What do they call that? The Pintagon? Is that the. Yeah, and they have, like, uh, Exit 442 breweries mm-hmm. or something like that. Because there's about five of them there and a distillery right down the street, which I did find the other day on accident. So is, is this the, as I did my research, the mm-hmm. Cut Spike uh, distillery? Where this they... is the same place. No, there's another one oh. um, across the street i guess actually really across the street and okay. down the road a little bit and it's called patriot oh i've actually heard of this place mm-hmm. too okay. they do I a uh, they do like a tasting situation where you can go get like a flight but it's like whiskeys and vodka oh, sounds dangerous that's... and amazing and they always have them like on groupons you can get like two a taster or whatever for two and you end up leaving with a bottle of booze and it's like <laughs> 40 bucks or something i've never done it but i'd like to i've never been inside i don't know if i've I don't know if I like booze, like whiskey or mm-hmm. vodka, like uh, enough to I could do that. Well, one time you could do okay, it. Okay, sure. Just to see what it's like. Dolan, have you ever done this? Have you? Nope. No. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. No one has. We'll have to we'll have to check it out. It sounds like a young man's game. That's what I'm saying. Is that's why we look to Dolan. That's exactly yeah, right. good call. <laughs> yeah. 
We we would yeah yeah it it wouldn't end well. Lucky Bucket Brewing Company located right across the street from Brian's house. Yep, one one nine four one Centennial Road, La Vista, Nebraska. So La Vista, virtually outside of Omaha. I mean, yeah, it's Omaha. Yeah, it takes me. This morning it took me nine minutes to get from my driveway to here. Wow, that's early in the morning, and I might have been speeding a little bit, but um, yeah. So Were you real late? close. Were you no, just, I was early. Just going fast. Just I just fast. like to go. Okay, right. love to get to work, Rich. I I love that. Yeah. Uh, open <laughs> Dolan. Brought, on the other hand, you brought beer. <laughs> See, <laughs> showing up early. That's me. Me to a T. So open Monday through Thursday, four to ten. Friday, three to ten. Saturday, eleven to ten, and then closed all day Sunday. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's sad. You can't watch football there. No. Yeah. Which, so you see, like, you, you can't, well, maybe you can't see now. That's the extent That's of the, the information that I could find. I have some information for you, but we'll do that off mic. And uh, okay. also, okay. I applied for a job there one time. I almost oh, got a job there. For real? Yep. Interesting. I was going to be their taproom manager. Oh. Back when that was, like, the only craft brewery in town. That would have been right up your alley. It would have been. Yeah. yeah. Some other guy got it instead. Some things don't work out for a reason, I guess. Sometimes no, the best of decisions are the ones that you don't make. Is that yeah, the, or someone made it for you? Or someone made yeah. it for you. I can't be trusted most of the time, so <laughs> to do the right thing. Uh, here we go. So here's some research for us. Okay. Um, I wanted to do research, and I'm still going to do this for the next episode, I think. But okay. the rabbit hole I went down was unexpected today, and I wanted to go over just the name Lucky Bucket, okay, and where like bucket of beers comes from and also growlers it's all kind of connected so huh. it's things that we take for granted uh every sports bar you go into give me a bucket of bud light you know whatever sure. and so there's like actual story behind that okay so that's where we're going because of the name lucky bucket um mid 19th century early 20th century so we're talking 1890s to about the 1930s 40s ish okay um basically the way that you could get beer local beer not like bottled Budweiser or something, but sure. your local fall staff or whatever yep. stores. Mm. Um, you go to the bar that sold off sale beer okay. like, in a keg mm-hmm. and you'd bring your metal bucket that had a lid on it and you give it to the guy and he'd fill it up. You put the lid on it and you walk home and take your beer home. It was in a, in a pail or a bucket. Something tells me we've talked about this before. Yeah. This we? is yeah. kind of where I think it was that beer from, Montana or Utah, where they claim to have made it the first growler. The the uh, I want to say it's Wyoming, something like maybe that. that. It the was, Teton, the Teton maybe that's brewing what it was. company or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so that's we touched about it just mm-hmm. a little bit there. Um, so I wanted to kind of go into that history, um, okay? Just because I think it's kind of weird and kind of cool that uh, that was a thing that people did. What a weird old thing! Like you just drag your bucket down to the bar, mm-hmm. and then you'd have a couple beers, and then fill her up and go home. Yep. There was no like standard size either, so you could just bring in whatever, and you just paid like by the ounce, I guess. Um, they would just—I doubted it was even that. Probably like, not. Yeah, you know. I'm guessing you were just like, okay, here's, and I don't even know how much it cost. Right. Here's twenty cents. Here's fill up my bucket and two you take bits. it home. But the thing with that is, you'd have to drink it like right away. Yeah. Because the carbonation would be gone in a day. There's no seal on that thing. I always think, like, especially when I was doing this research, I was thinking like. Man, I, I always wonder about my consumption rates, but they have to be nothing compared to the old time guys. Right. I mean, I'm not drinking a bucket of beer. 
like an actual pail every day, <laughs> luckily, unless they bring this back. Um, so what they used to do, especially in big cities, I was researching and kind of was talking about Chicago. And one of the things they were talking about with Chicago was technology that changed the city. And one of them was beer. So what they talked about specifically was people that were building the skyscrapers, the high rises, um, all that construction stuff. And then even some office stuff too. Um, they would be working all day and they need something to drink at lunchtime. Okay. And they would have a guy, an employee, either a kid or like a low totem pole guy, Mm -hmm. low seniority would have to go to the local tavern and he would take two sticks or like almost look like broom handles and yeah. roll up as many buckets as he could hit on there. They'd have like notches in the stick so you okay. could hang your bucket on it. And he would carry it up to the brewery or the or the tap room tavern and they would fill up the beers and then take them back to the workplace. For the and guys they, working. And the guys would drink them. Okay. So the beers were like four and a half percent, maybe four. So not okay. much. No, no. But the kind of work that they were doing mostly was pretty physical. Yep. Especially the construction stuff and if it was in the summertime wasn't like they were getting hammered every day. They'd pretty much work it off. You just sweat it out. Yeah. Yep. But that was a thing. So like, that's how you, that, that was a common occurrence everywhere around the country people. And then like, even in smaller towns, farmers and stuff, they'd go to their one bar that was the closest into town. Yep. Take their bucket, get it filled up and take it home. So that was a thing that, that happened. Um, they called them bucket boys. Those were the guys that had to go fill up the buckets. I was going to ask great. you if they had a cool name. Yeah, bucket boy. I mean, yeah. we're talking 1890s. So it's not so catchy, but it's, it's not bad either. It's got alliteration, which I'm a fan of. I, I may call Dolan that for, the, for like the next week Hey, or bucket so. boy, and just hey. hit your, hit yeah. your glass. Um, better than hobo pork chop. Mm, no. We'll see. Nothing's better than hobo pork That's chop. That's true. Um, Oh, I thought this was interesting. In some of the big cities where temperance was a thing, so where they didn't want you to drink, they were okay with this practice because it was better than hard alcohol. So they would even, like, there would be, like, fundraisers, and they would sell these buckets of beer to, like, raise awareness about how drinking spirits was bad for you. But beer, we'll let that go. That's fine. No one got too crazy on beer, but whiskey and and vodka and... (laughs) Stuff like that is not good. I'd love not to hear the, the the reasoning, what, how they draw the line. Like, what? Yeah. Where do you draw the well, line? I think at? it's in country songs. They always talk about you know whiskey makes you you know fight or tequila makes the clothes <laughs> come off. I've heard that song before. So everybody just gets kind of chunky with beer. I guess is what okay. that works. Okay, I guess I, I just yeah. So yeah, I'd love I'd love to go back in time and have that argument. Be with interesting, somebody, right? Just to understand where the rationale is coming from. So the buckets. Most of the ones I saw online, uh, there's only about five pictures total on all these articles and everything I've looked at that okay. show these in action. And they have a lid. It almost looks like your grandma's corn popper um, pan. You know, like you cook something in the stove and it has a lid with a little, uh, like a circular thing on the top. So you okay. can take the lid off. When you fill up the beer, you put the lid on. And when you'd walk home, the lid would kind of go back and forth. And the liquid would slosh in the bucket, and then the carbonation would come out. And they said that sounded like a growl, like an animal's growl. Oh. And that might be where the term growler comes from. Growler. Or sometimes it was because, at least in the Chicago research I did, um, the taverns there, and this is where this phrase comes from, um, they actually gave a free lunch. So you'll hear, like, there's nothing... There's no such thing as a free lunch. You've mm. heard that term before? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this actually, they used to actually have free lunch. 
um, especially for just poor people in general. They'd come to the tavern and they'd eat for free um, at lunchtime only okay. in the city. Uh, but some places would make you buy a beer. So for a nickel, you'd get a beer and you'd get food. Huh. And that was, and then you could get a bucket of beer or a growler to go. Um, but that was a thing in the big cities, especially okay. Chicago, where they actually gave free food. And the people were very happy about this. Some of them didn't want people to go to the tavern, but they said the tavern's taking care of people better than the government was or the city. Oh. So, like, especially during the Depression and stuff, yeah, um, a lot of people were able to eat at least sandwiches or something at the tavern because they sold beer, had enough money to get food. Hmm. Well, you're doing the devil's work at the tavern. Yeah, as so long you as gotta, you're drinking beer, right. you're probably okay. you got to endear the yourself. Same, so the same things. Huh. Um, there's a term, they called it rushing the growler. And that's something you can still, you could still say that today. But that's when um, you went into the tavern and you're like, hey, I don't have time to sit down and, and bull, bullshit with everybody. Uh-huh. I need to get my beer to go. Oh, You're going to rush the growler. He's going to fill it up and give it to you and you're on your way. I've rushed the growler many times at many yeah. breweries. Yeah. Right. And then also that was something that kids would do. So, oh. hey, if dad's coming home at five, he better have his beer. They yep. run down to the tavern and they would get the beer and run it home. Yep. Rush the growler. That's, huh. that's a term that um, you could still use today. It's still around. And I found some cool stuff about that. It's hard to believe that you, you could do that. And, you know, that's especially in the day, it, the time we live now, right? Right. Hey, go 10-year-old Dolan, go get your dad some beer down at the brewery and bring it back home. So I actually have experience with this, but my grandpa, it was always, <laughs> it was always it. <laughs> chewing tobacco. Oh. So there was a little convenience store. It's closed down now. I think it's actually like a, a small like Mexican restaurant in Columbus, Nebraska. Was it called the Spit and Get? No, it was called Needs Meat Market. Needs Meat Market. Oh. Yeah, and it was a really small convenience store. They had two pumps there. And you walk in, they have their meat and cheese market in the back, and then a grocery store in the front. Hmm. Um, I used to go there and get candy for, like, nickels. Like, I would yeah. take nickels, and I would get candy. Um, and then my grandpa would sometimes walk down with me. He kind of, he worked at the co-op right next door, like, five feet away. Mm-hmm. And, um, but sometimes he would just write a note in needs. <laughs> the owner knew him cause he was always just walking from work, grabbing food and going back and be like, Oh yeah, you're Butch's grandson. Here you go. And then I would buy the chewing tobacco, bring it back to my grandpa. And that was it. <laughs> I was probably six, seven years old. So here's the thing I know about tobacco imbibers. They're usually pretty brand loyal. Yes. So what was his brand? Um, it was, it was a brown can, skull, but it was the black or brown, black can, the Mm. black can. I don't know. I don't know. It's been so long since, um, I've even, yeah. I would have put my money on red man. That's what my grandpa did. He had the long cut in the pouch and the farmer guy. He Mm. would just Just, stick that in there. Yeah. Looked like he had a watermelon rind in his mouth Mm -hmm. the whole time and just all over the farm. So similar story. There was a place when I was growing up on on Highway eighty one. So Highway eighty one goes north and south, and you can take it all the way from all the way up into Nebraska, all the way north into like Canada, mm-hmm. all the way south down into to Mexico. Yeah, like it runs the whole thing. Anyway, there was a little tiny convenience there store there called I don't even know. I don't remember the name, but on the side of it, it said beer snacks. Big letters, beer snacks. Yeah. So we called it beer snacks. Okay. That was beer snacks. Yeah. And so my friend's mom, Cindy No, was her name. 
His name was Chris No. Uh, Cindy would call down to Beer Snacks and say, hey, I'm sending the kids down. They're going to get cigarettes for me, and I'm giving them money. I'm going to give them enough they can get pops for themselves. Right. So that was the deal. Like, we'd ride our bikes down there, which was only like four blocks, but then we would get our cigarettes, and they would sell us cigarettes, and then we'd get our pops. Yeah, I don't know that you could do that anymore. You couldn't do that anymore. I used to manage a gas station, (laughs) and we have lost, um, we lost our liquor license for like two or three days. Yeah. Because one of the employees didn't card somebody. Mm. Um, on alcohol or a smoking purchase? Uh, on, well, both. Because okay. the person who came in was actually like, I guess if you get in trouble in your teen ages, mm-hmm. like the, you can help the cops. You can rat them out. Yeah. Oh. And so the cop will actually like drive up or Dirty. not. I don't think it's the cop. It might be the probation officer or sure. somebody. Mm. And they'll actually drive up. And, um, and if you pass and like, say, can I see your ID? And they're like, oh, I actually don't have one. Then they like pull out of their pocket, like this little green card. And it's like, give this to your manager. And it says like, congrats, you passed the, the mm. test. So that's how they get convenience mm. stores and stores yeah. or whatever. Um, well, those, those people also get stitches from what I heard too. That's right. right? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, so one of, uh, my employees at the time just... I don't, I don't know, wasn't doing it correctly and Literally. didn't card this person. And, like, I looked at the camera, and she was definitely, like, 16. But he mm. didn't do it, and we lost our liquor license and hmm. had to... And that's a big deal yeah, for a convenience store. Yeah, it's a huge store. deal, especially for the one that I worked at because it's all over the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask if this employee's name rhymed with Schmolen, but no, <laughs> I guess not. It's a no. she. He no. looked at the video one time. <laughs> yeah. Unless it was later That's what fact. I did. Oh, that's who it was. Oh. So they're very, very, very strict about it now. Huh. But also where I grew up was super small town. Yeah. So yeah. it like I was able to go into the bars like when I was 16, and it would be okay because the bar owners were friends with my parents and friends sure. with the friends that I was there. And they just like, they could limit us. They could, you know what I mean? Mm. It was controlled. So yeah. it, it was, it's very different from small town versus you know, Omaha. Omaha. Yeah. 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 No, same, same here. Grown up, small town, same mm-hmm. sort of thing. Still illegal though. I'm not. Yeah. 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 Still illegal. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you want to go by the letter of the law, I guess. Yes. Sure, I guess. <laughs> I but it was more controlled though then. Like yeah, you could. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess there are some positives. Times are different. You That's know? true. Well, it was yeah. very easy for the bartender to call my parents and be like, "Right, hey, you know Dolan's in here with three of their friends." Right. Um, yeah, I suppose they just yeah. had their second Budweiser, and yeah. they are getting crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, between the three of you, that's all it takes, man. Wasn't there a story? I think it was a, like a lawsuit up here where somebody figured out that it was a sting and they was a business owner and he like texted or called a bunch of other business owners to say, Hey, just, just so you know, there's this girl coming through trying to buy stuff. Don't sell to her. Yeah. But they didn't, he didn't say it was like a police sting. He just said, watch out this, this happened. Yeah. And the police or whoever in Omaha here sued him for like ruining their plot. Right. Really? And it went, I think it was all the way up to the state Supreme court basically saying like he couldn't do that. Because I think that's wow. something that you are supposed to say if you if you're mm. one of the people that did that or you were right. like tried to sell them to and you didn't. Right, you're not no. supposed to tell anybody else that they're 
doing you're, a you're correct research. because actually the the other gas station of the same name was just down the street like we were on 99th and q yeah they were on 120th and q and that manager and i knew each other outside of work or whatever and so she would call and say hey this person's coming like look mm-hmm. out or i would do the same yeah but then later on we figured we both figured out we didn't know that it was right. wrong yeah. but we both figured out later is like oh we're not supposed to do that yeah and another thing is because they're like in trouble like on their probation or mm-hmm. whatever they're doing this for community service i don't yeah. know like they have to wear nice clothes so they'll always come in like guys will always come in wearing polos really and they're not allowed to wear makeup because that will alter their age the way they look weird yeah so, it's like, so if you if saw you see it, a girl that doesn't have makeup on nowadays you'd be like uh-oh narc what's happening yeah. don't sell her anything it, to drink yeah. honestly that i used it every time i mean i carded everybody like even old people i got a lot of people mad at me like yeah. you and me he would card right us. oh yeah i old would people. actually he would yeah yeah but um like when i saw you know either a young looking guy coming in with a polo and khakis and a belt mm-hmm. i'm like either you just got out of like a private school or you're stinging me right now. Yeah. And same with a young female would come in and they're wearing Hmm. like a really nice dress or something, but no makeup and no earrings. It's like, interesting. Maybe rules. Maybe he just wants to tell you about his Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. It'd be one of those deals. (laughs) Maybe have a name tag on. I've gotten plenty of that too. Right. (laughs) I bet you see all sorts of stuff at the convenience store. Oh man. (laughs) That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) That is a, yeah, Yeah. that's an hour long podcast. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's going on. I don't know if I, I never did hear what, what happened. Huh? Um, because he got fined and maybe he lost his license too for doing this, but they never told him, or his employer, or whatever, that they were actually part of the sting. So he was just like saying, "Hey, this person's in the neighborhood, and they're trying to sell booze." And we said, "No, just watch out." Right. But they never like indicated, "Oh, well, I'm working with the you know huh. Douglas County whatever board." So that was something interesting. To, I, I guess. Was just thinking okay. About, which I think you want to applaud business owners for being like, "Hey, don't sell this beer to this person." But yeah, I guess not. Not if it ruins the plans of the government. Right. Um. Here we go. Tie in, you know I got to do music. I got to, <laughs> of course. I got to do music, of course. And if there's a song that's out there that has something to do with what I'm researching, then I'm going to research that too. Yep. Uh, Hank Williams, I love Hank Williams. We're talking original. We're talking Senior. Hank Senior. Senior died at like age 27. Okay. He was one of the, he was the first in the 27 Club. You know the 27 Club? No. What? What? This 27 Club. It's like. All these famous musicians die when they're 27. Hank Williams, Kurt, Kurt Cobain, Cobain um, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Janice, Janice Joplin. Joplin. Um, they were all 27. Yeah, really? Maybe even Jim Morrison. I think he's uh, in the club. Is he there? I, I think so. I, that sounds very familiar. Close, yeah. almost Amy Winehouse. Maybe I think even or pretty close to that. And there's some other like hmm. really really talented musicians that weren't as famous. Yeah, but the list, died at 27. Yeah, yeah. The that's like a whole thing. Long. There was like a big conspiracy in the 90s about mm-hmm. it. Weird. Especially in the 60s because they were like saying because there a lot of them were um, in like late 60s were anti-war and the government was basically saying hey you got to stop spreading this to all these people that are listening to your music. Right. They just like said they died or overdosed or whatever and they took them and 
that was a theory that was out there for a long time. Yeah. Huh. So anyway, Hank's the first one of that group, right? Okay. And he had a song, and I love this song, and I never really understood what it was about until uh, probably about five or six years ago. I kind of put the pieces together, and it ties in totally with this. Okay. The song title is My Bucket's Got a Hole in It. And basically okay. the chorus is, my bucket's got a hole in it. I can't buy no beer. And that's what he's talking about. Because it leaks out the bottom. Or right. Whatever. So his bucket is bad, and he can't go to the tavern and get oh. beer to go. So he re- he recorded that song. So I did a little research on the song, because it's old. Um, the cop- the song was copyrighted, which is what they used to do before there was songwriting credits. Okay. Uh, in 1933 to a guy named Clarence Williams. Um, but the melody of the song had been like reused and recycled a bunch and it had been recorded many times before that anywhere from 1906 to 1927. So we're talking a hundred years old. That's yeah. Um, Hank recorded it in 1949. So it's 70 years old, his version. And that went to number four on the country chart. He had a hard time getting on the radio because it said beer and they were, they're like, "Mm -mm, Nope, can't do it. Cannot say beer. And they also had a song about, that said the word Ford in it. Okay. Like as a car, he was like him and his girl were in this Ford and something, something, whatever. And the radio stations were like, hmm, we can't. No. Nope, Advertising. A lot of uh, people from Chevrolet and other mm-hmm. uh, like Plymouth and stuff. They won't, <laughs> they like either sponsored or owned radio stations. They're like, we won't play this song. So like he has a hard time with that. So okay. he had a hard time getting this song even released and recorded it, but had a hard time getting it released. It went up to number four. Um, Let's see, what else was it? Oh, the other version of this was recorded, one they thought maybe he heard, was recorded in 1937 on the top floor of a hotel in Illinois, which was in Aurora, Illinois, which I think is where Wayne's World was. Wayne's World. Party time, excellent. Uh, So at the top floor, that's where they had the radio station. Okay. In the antenna and whatnot, and they had a little recording studio in there. Mm -hmm. And this guy named uh, Lester Melrose, who is like an A&R guy, so he's looking for talent right mm-hmm. kind of like you see in oh brother where art thou he's like this yes. local guy that's finding people bringing them in recording like that, that feller will pay you five dollars to sing into a tin can into a can yeah yeah so that's what this guy is doing he's that guy okay and he ends up recording 300 songs from in that area mostly chicago musicians that came down okay a lot of famous blues musicians went through there yeah. but that song was recorded um an original version of that was recorded there in 1937 um they think that Hank learned it from this guy that he learned music from in Alabama. His name was Rufus Payne, but professionally he was known as T-Tot. And he was, they think, maybe an ex-slave that knew how to play guitar. And he taught guitar lessons. So anytime Hank got any money, it cost about 15 cents. He would give it to the guy and he would give him like a lesson or teach him how to play chords or a song or whatever. What was his name? His real name was Rufus Payne, but he went by T-Tot. T-Tot. Yeah, in the town down in Alabama where okay. they were from. Rufus is a pretty cool name. I don't know why he I like that. that. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of really good Rufus musicians out of Memphis. Hmm. Rufus Thomas is one I can think off the top hmm. of my head. So um, he maybe learns the song from him, they think. He records it. Um, the thing that's interesting about this song, which I didn't know until today, it's the only song that Hank Williams recorded a guitar solo on. Otherwise, it's his backing musicians or... Um, he had a couple different bands that he played with, but that's the only song in his whole catalog that is him on the solo. Wow, which is weird. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, as a good, I would think he would be a guitar player. Like that was his. I mean, he he knew enough to like get the chords and get the songs down, right? Okay. Um, right. He's mostly 
influenced by blues and a little bit, I mean, really country wasn't country yet. So, so to speak, um, R and B and blues is really Mm -hmm. what he played back then. If you really listen to his music, it's blues. I mean, it's blues, jazz. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the origin story of American music is what he's playing. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's why some of his songs are still around and so resonant. Um, this song they say is his most blues influenced song. If you listen to it or like a lot of blues musicians play this song. Um, some of the other people that recorded it, I wrote down, um, that you've heard of at least Louis Armstrong did a version in 1950, mm-hmm. which I listened to this morning. That was pretty cool. Interesting. Uh, Ricky Nelson. Do you know about Ricky Nelson? Of course I do. So Ricky Nelson, for you, Dolan, he was like, uh, he got famous, he was on a TV show, uh, My Three Sons, I think. I believe that's correct. And it was a sitcom in the 50s, and he was like the youngest kid, and he had some musical talent, and his parents were Ozzy something Nelson, Ozzy and Harriet, was a TV show. They were a whole family on the show, and they were musical too. Wait, those were his actual parents? Yeah, those were his real parents. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, he had some skill at singing and playing guitar. He was kind of like a rockabilly guy. Yep. And when Elvis was becoming popular, he was like a younger version of Elvis. Mm-hmm. So I remember my great aunt, she would tell me, or no, just my actual aunt, she told me that like she loved Ricky Nelson. He was the, the thing for her. He did a version of it, but it was called my, it's got my bucket's got a hole in it. But instead of saying about he can't buy beer, he was too young to drink beer. So we had to say it don't work no more. So we had to change the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And that song went to number six in 1958. And it went to number, that was on the R&B chart. So that's a different chart hmm. than what we're used to nowadays. And it went to number 12 on the country. Uh, there's a jazz trio, this guy named Ramsey Lewis. He recorded it in 1962. He had a, a it was like called uh, Country Goes Jazz, I think was the album title. Okay. So did some country standards and played them with his, with his trio. Bob Dylan and the band recorded this in 1967 mm. in the basement of the Big Pink, which is the house up there near Woodstock. And only was released recently in 2014. It was on the world famous basement tapes, which was like bootlegged all around everywhere. That's something I'd like to talk about at some point because I know you've listened to it and oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. super cool. So that's, that's, this song is in those sessions and it's on Spotify. Okay. Um, Page and Plant, remember when they got back together? Yep. Like around 2000, they did a version of this song for mm-hmm. a compilation that was like, the history of country music from Sun Studios, which is in Memphis. Okay. Um, so they did a version of this song for that in 2001. Does Dolan know who Robert Page and... and nope. No? And, or Jimmy I, Page and Robert Plant. Yeah. I'm sorry. Jimmy oh, Page, yeah. Robert yeah. Plant. I was thinking Page and Plant. I think I was thinking like, oh, this is like a folk duo. Yeah. Like, like kind of what it kind of was stripped Page, down. Page, Plant. Yeah, I know who. Yeah. There we yeah, go. Yeah, I know who Page and Plant there is. There we go. Van Morrison did a version 2006 on his album Pay the Devil. Mm-hmm. And then one of my personal favorites, Willie Nelson, he did it with Wynton Marsalis. Mm-hmm. Oh. They had a duo album that was blues and country songs, and it was called Two Men with the Blues. So that's the most recent one. And then I guess this is more recent than that, and I just discovered this the other day. Um, 2015, there was like a biopic that came out about Hank Williams. Okay. And one of your favorite actors from your, your um, MCU universe played hank williams and this is tom hiddleston oh loki yeah loki for those and he did on the soundtrack he did all the singing and learned how to play guitar and uh, he can sing isn't he british i yes right so he has to learn like an acadian southern accent for Mm -hmm. this and uh 
the soundtrack's pretty good. It yeah. has about six songs of Hanks that he sang with the band, and then there's some other like contemporaries of his in the soundtrack. Yep. So like Eddie Arnold's in there and a couple other old country guys, but um, I never got to see the movie. I want to. Hmm. What is it with Brits playing Southerners? I don't like. Is that an easy dialect for them to pick up? Is Maybe. That... I don't know. Huh. Andrew Lincoln comes to mind. That's exactly right. what I was thinking of, right? Oh, Rick Grimes, right? I've always wondered, like, when people in the South watch TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they have a Midwestern accent. Yeah. I, you know? I've never... So, I've actually... I was at this uh, national thing for in speech and whatever, drama in high school. And uh, there was a bunch of people from Texas there, and I asked them, and they're like, I've never thought of that. Like mm. they just, I don't know. That's, I met some guys, same, so probably the same age as Dolan when that happened. I met some guys from Boston at a speech debate thing. Yeah. And same thing. They were like, you have a really crazy accent. I'm like, like we have an have accent. An accent. Yeah. <laughs> you all sound like Bobby Kennedy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. Actually, I met some uh, kids from Boston at the same event. Yeah. And they were like, and, this year, the Nationals was actually held in Lincoln, so for them, they had to like take a bus through Omaha to get mm. to Lincoln, right? Yep. And uh, they were like, we were waiting for like, or we drove through Iowa and Illinois, it was all corn, and then like we get here, and it's like, you guys actually have cities. <sighs> like, I would have expected it to Come be on. the other way around, and oh boy. horse-drawn carriages, we and they could have been cows. super trolling us, but... yeah. They seem maybe that's what they really thought. Legitimately, I um, seriously think some people believe that. Yeah, oh, they yeah. they do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's weird. There yeah. was a big. There was actually a big study done a couple years ago that I saw, and it was like asking where where um, like hamburger comes from, or mm-hmm. like where beef comes from, and or that was the question: Where does beef come from? And no, like they're like the grocery store. That was the number one answer. <laughs> the they couldn't say store. states or whatever, like where farmers come from, or they just no. They didn't was, know it was a cow. They just yeah, they didn't know it was a cow. Oh boy, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I blame Dolan's generation for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Damn crazy. Uh. Well, yeah. So that's what I have for my bucket's got a hole in it. Can't buy no beer. I need to go look this song up now. Oh, it's great. Yeah, especially the Van Morrison. God, I love Van Morrison. Yeah, he's pretty Holy good. Cow. Pretty good. I mean, we're talking all-time greats on just covering this one song. Yeah, so pretty neat. Hmm. So let's let's look up the old Untapped. What do you think? It's a decent number. Mm-hmm. They've been making this. They've been making seasonals for about, I'd guess, eight years. And I think this is one of the ones that was one of their original seasonals. So it's I, been around for a while. There's only one listing for their Oktoberfest on here. That's it. So like there isn't like 17, 18, 19, right. like yeah. some of them have. So you've actually checked this in one, two, three, four times. Yeah. And your, your rating is consistent. Hmm. I would give it a three, but I think it's going to be a three, four. I would say like 3.52. Your your rating has been a consistent three. Yeah. Out of the two thousand three hundred and forty check ins, three point five one. Oh so close. Dang. Point oh one. So close. That is close. Five point five percent ABV, seventeen IBUs. This is as standard as it comes for an Oktoberfest. Yep. It's got a little bit of sweetness, which I like. I think that's one of the things I like about Oktoberfest. It's got a little bit of sweetness. Not too much. Yeah. But just what you'd expect in like a, a good bread, 
really? just it just kind of drops off at the end a little bit. Yep, that's, that's probably it. the one hit against it. I would agree with you. Yeah, just a, just a little bit at the end. But here's the thing: if this was the only choice, and I was at a bar, and this is the only Oktoberfest, I would still order this. It just makes you want to drink it more because you want to taste that upfront taste mostly. Mm-hmm. So you just keep drinking it. Just yep. keep going. Don't worry about the aftertaste. Yep. Nope. I had um, King Cater's Oktoberfest. Mm. I th- I'm pretty sure it was King Cater's at Cunningham's. It's on tap there. I've never heard of this place. <laughs> never heard of Cunningham's? <laughs> oh, or Cunningham's, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Cunningham's. Sure. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Cunningham's is right next door it's to our office. To yep. That's where we go for lunch. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I... Here's the thing, and if it was on tap there at Cunningham's, I'd probably order it as well, just because it's an Oktoberfest, and mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite beer times of the year. Well, they have like four there, so. Well, there we go. It's and one of those styles of beer that is okay to get warm. You don't want it. Mm-hmm. You don't want it as warm as a stout. But if you're like we're doing, just sitting here talking for a while, and you maybe forget to drink a little bit, like I did, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't get ruined or no. taste any different really once it's warmed up a little bit. So no. don't worry about that. That's why the big steins are okay. Yep. With those. those are bladder busters, though. I'm feeling it. And this is just a little one, guys. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. You got it. Well, on that note, Brian, we're not going anywhere for a while. Well, I might be. Well, let's have another beer. <laughs> Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.